Hello, and welcome to the LVP Architects podcast. Before we start, these podcasts are very light, bite-sized podcasts, and they're intentionally so because you still need to do quite a lot of research in your own right. You need to understand it, but hopefully these podcasts are guiding you in the right direction and giving you a bit more of an understanding of what sort of areas you need to focus in um, and not to get too stressed about things because it can seem overwhelming if you haven't had the experience or all of the experience. So in this podcast, talking a little bit about handover and defects period. Now, again, this discussion is more focused at the case study exam and interview um, because you can go into much more depth and there are books that go into greater depth for all of these subjects that these podcasts cover but I think it can be quite overwhelming and, and these books can be quite um, quite hard going at times uh, for me personally they were um, so I, kind of this these podcasts are, are little snippets of what I would have liked to have had when I did my part three, um, and I think would be useful for most people. I hope you agree. So on that note, we'll start. Um, handover. Handover occurs in stage six of the Reba Planner Works. And handover is quite a critical point because, as we mentioned in previous uh, podcasts, as soon as that building um, and site is handed over, the responsibility of that falls to the client, um, unless it's a specific DMB where the contractor not only builds but they maintain it and they lease it back. You know, so there are certain procurement routes that will allow that. In general situations, handover is is the beginning is the end of one thing and the beginning of the other. It ends the contractor's site and building responsibility in terms of health and safety, and that goes starts. With a client so they are now legally responsible for everything that happens um, but it does begin um, defects period so defects period is usually I think by default can either be six to twelve months depending on the scale of the project but in some contracts you know you can amend it to be longer or shorter whatever whatever you want and defects period the intention is that it's kind of like a settling in period um, so the user of the building or users of the building, you know, get to test run it. So basically what it allows for is a settling in period. So any defects that may happen are likely to happen in that first year. So if there are um, the roof leaks, um, if there are, you know, if there are leaks in pipework or whatever it is, you're, you're more likely to discover it earlier on. And the defects period is is for these defects to be highlighted and the main contractor is obligated to come back and repair them um, at no additional cost as well. That's, that's the key thing. Now, at handover, what happens is to get to that point, you know, you would have gone through quite a lot of certifications depending on your building contract, you know, interim payments, um, practical completion to get to handover. So... What that signifies is final payment up to that point. 
minus the retention fee. Now, retention fee is very important. Retention fee can vary in its percentage. I think it's usually about um, 5% of the construction cost of the project. Um, and the intention of that is a pot of money that one keeps the main contractor wanting to come back to repair any defects to then get that final retention fee. But two, should the main contractor go defunct or should the main contractor refuse to repair those defects, then that pot of money can be used to appoint another contractor to come and fix the problem. And the retention fee money is used in the exam about um, a scenario based around that period of time. So it's important to know those key sort of steps. So again, if you're a contract administrator, what are the processes that need to be done of notifying the main contractor that there is a defect? What's the time period? How long does the main contractor have to um, fix the defect? Um, and if they don't, when can you appoint um, another contractor to do that work for them. So that's that's kind of the key points of of the defects period. Um, what can be done is if it's minor defects, you know, nothing that is detrimental to the building and safety of people, um, and they are minor, you know, it can be agreed that, right, for the first eight months, these defects are sort of collected, they're listed, and say, right, at the end of eight months or at just a month before the end of the defects period, the main contractor would agree, oh, we're going to do it all in one big hit. We're going to do all these minor things all in one go. You know, and that's that's fair enough. Um, but that is agreed and discussed between client and the contractor um, uh, with the CA involved. Once the defects period is finished and all defects have been completed, then the CA will issue a final certificate which releases the retention fee and that is the final payment to the contractor. And that's very broadly um, it really for handover and defects. Again, depending on the building contract and the procurement type, there may be um, certain notification periods, there may be certain certifications that need to be done or processes to be followed to get to that final certificate. So be aware of them, but in a nutshell, very crudely, what I've described is is the process. Additionally, there are, you know, this stage of handover obviously trigger, triggers a few things. So, you know, um, it's the project, you, you need to undertake sort of a review, begin to undertake a review of the project performance. Um, you undertake commissioning. It's kind of you also do a, a light touch on post-occupancy evaluation um, and there may be some planning conditions that you still need to comply with that get resolved at this point. So I've mentioned feedback. Feedback's quite important because you know you you want to see how how the project went. You want you want a true review from everyone, um, so that in your next project you can do things slightly better or more efficiently, or avoid certain issues that may have arisen that could have been avoided. Um, also, don't forget to review the Reba plan of works. You know their template is is really handy um, guide 
to key elements that they see as in as critical for each stage you know so the next stage after handover is stage seven is use you know and is about undertaking post-occupancy evaluation of the building of the building performance in uh, while it's in use um you know you're verifying project outcomes um any feedback from post-occupancy evaluation is is important um you always want to learn uh you update the the building manual um which includes the health and safety file the and the fire safety information um which is critical and you know these are manuals that are constantly um evolved on expanded and evolve during the life of the building you know and get added to and uh, adapted as and when they're needed I think we'll talk in the next podcast briefly about dispute resolution. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, then um, tune into the next one. If you've, if you'd like to know more, um, then by all means go to the Amazon website and purchase our ebook, um, which you can get in paperback as well, um, called "Unofficial Guide to the Architectural Part 3 by LVP Architects. Thank you kindly for listening. And join me in the next podcast. See you then.